Everybody sucks, and I just don't know why. Just want to rip somebody's head off. That's how I'm feeling right now. Uh, welcome in, everybody. Uh, it's quite the welcome there, but um, really no other way to uh, open this episode. We're angry here. Uh, we're angry. Well, at least I am. Uh, I'm here doing the LOTL Browns postgame show. Um, and, Yeah. Just want to apologize first and foremost for not doing the show last week. Uh, I had a bit of a personal family matter to attend to um, and didn't actually get to watch the game. So kind of figured couldn't really do the postgame show if I couldn't watch the game. So no postgame show last week. Apologize. Uh, but we are back doing it today because we said we were going to do it win, lose, or draw. So family issues aside, we're here. Uh I'm Dan from LOTL, here by myself. Steve is my normal co-host for the post-game show. He's at the Cavs game right now, so hopefully he'll bring home a Cleveland victory because uh, the Browns sure as hell didn't, and uh, their season's pretty much over. Can't believe I'm saying that halfway through the season after uh, the offseason we had and uh, all the uh, hype coming into the season, but that's where we're at, and... This episode's not going to be very long because I can't really stand it. There's one man where we need to point all of this towards. The national media wants to go after Baker Mayfield because he's the guy that talks in the media. He's the easy target for guys like Colin Cowherd, Stephen A. Smith, uh, you know, even some guys in the local media. That's not the issue. In my opinion, Baker Mayfield is not the issue. I actually thought Baker Mayfield played a pretty decent game today. Now, he wasn't great, but he's not the reason you lost. There's one reason why the Browns lost today. It's Freddie Kitchens. And I said it in my text chain with Steve and our good friend Matt. Uh, Steigerwall, shout out, down there in Florida. Um, he's got to go. Freddie Kitchens cannot be allowed to coach another Cleveland Browns football game. Just can't. It cannot happen. Cannot happen. This team came out flat. They were they lacked focus. They didn't want it. Uh I mean he can come out and say all, all he wants like he did in the press conference like, "Oh, these guys aren't going to quit." Uh blah, blah, blah. Here's the bottom line. You can't point to uh turnovers and penalties today because they didn't turn the ball over. They actually won the turnover battle. And they still lost to a quarterback who had never taken an NFL snap in a regular season game. You still did it. There are a number of things to point to as far as why the Browns lost this football game. Game planning, it's been an issue every week. Freddie Kitt, we're halfway through the season. Every week, Freddie Kitchen, well, I got to call better plays. I got to be better. I got to put my players in better positions to succeed. We haven't done it once. But save the Ravens game. But guess what? That was four games ago. Five weeks ago against Baltimore. You haven't won a freaking football game since. What is going on? 
24 to 19, the Browns lose today in Denver. Um, you know, like I said, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know where we go from here because, in my opinion, uh, you know, call me a bit harsh, but I wouldn't even let Freddie Kitchens get on the plane to uh, come back to Cleveland. I just. To me, I feel like he lost the football team today. I don't think he has the players' confidence anymore. Uh, I think we're very, very close. And you saw it at the end of the game when they were highlighting uh, OBJ standing on the sidelines. We are very close to OBJ having one of those sideline episodes that he's very well known for in uh, when he played in New York. And in my opinion, he's completely justified in doing so. How do you have Odell Beckham Jr. on your football team and come up with a game plan that doesn't focus around Odell Beckham Jr.? He's the best football player on the Browns. Most talented. It's not Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is fantastic. Odell Beckham Jr. is the most talented football player on your football team. And your game plan doesn't focus around getting OBJ the ball. That's inexcusable. That's coaching. He had one-on-one coverage against uh, the corner on that fourth down play at the end of the game. He's signaling to Baker that he's got single coverage. And Baker, not this you might be able to put on Baker because Baker has to uh, Baker has to have ownership of the offense while they're on the field to say, okay, we're not going to run the play that Freddie called. Freddie's play call called for the ball to go to Jarvis Landry over the middle across the sticks. If I if if I'm Baker Mayfield and I see that Odo Beckham Jr has one-on-one coverage and he's signaling to me that he knows that he has one-on-one coverage, there's nobody else I'm going to than the most talented football player on the team. And what happened? If you look and they showed the replay, Odo Beckham Jr beats Chris Harris off the line and if all Baker has to do is throw it up and OBJ comes down with a touchdown and the Browns probably win. Didn't happen. But let's go through uh, some of the situations that happen throughout the game where you can look specifically to coaching as far as uh, why the Browns lost. I already talked about it. The Browns did not come to play today. Didn't do it. Absolutely not. Uh, They didn't tackle well. I thought their defensive game plan was crap. How do you let an NFL team score over 20 points where the quarterback, the guy who touches the ball every single play, has never taken a snap in the NFL. The Browns should have been looking for goose eggs. They should have been looking to shut out the Broncos. Instead, the Broncos controlled the tempo, controlled everything about this football game the entire time. The Browns couldn't get anything done in the red zone. One for five in the red zone today. They... I mean, thank God for Austin Seibert, the guy that everybody was so worried about going into this season. The guy is absolutely money. Uh, Four for four on field goals today. He's now 14 for 14 for field goals on the season. That's incredible. Uh, He doinked an extra point, but it ended up going in, so counts all the same. But, Freddie, your game plans are terrible. They're horrific. What are you doing on third downs not having Nick Chubb on the football field? In critical situations. Now, if you want to, you know, a couple times throughout the game, you know, maybe 
change it up with uh, Dontrell Hilliard like he did on that uh, third and three play. But you ran a draw on third and three right into a corner blitz. So you got that going on. Um, let's talk about the situation where the Browns ended up going for it in the third quarter instead of kicking the field goal to make it 17-15, to 15, which we'll get into. So uh, the Browns get down there. It's uh, I think it's third and three, maybe, third and three, third and four. And again, earlier in the game, you want to have Dontrell Hilliard on there in third down situation? Fine. Early in the game, you know, you still have time. This is in the second half. When you're down, you haven't scored a touchdown yet. Why are you taking Nick Chubb off the field when you're down in the red zone on third down and less than and less than five? It, it's inexcusable. And then, my opinion, I think it was stupid for the Browns to go for it on fourth down. It reared its ugly head. You don't go chasing points that early in a football game. Not until the fourth quarter. <coughs> Excuse me. It was, it was midway through the third quarter. If you kick a field goal there, it's 17-15. It seemed like the defense had started to figure out a little bit what the Broncos were, were trying to do, and they had played them pretty well since that opening quarter. So you, you decide to go for it. Fourth and one. It doesn't matter if you're not going to hand the ball off and you're going to sneak it all the way. Why is Nick Chubb not on the field on fourth and one? It's inexcusable. It can't happen. You know, OBJ is the most talented player on the Browns. You could make a good, really good argument that Nick Chubb is the best player on the Browns this year. So on fourth down and one, where you think it's really important to pick it up and score a touchdown, you're going to take the best player on the team off the field. Can't happen. And then we get a bad spot on Baker Sneak. It was a bad spot. He probably had the first down. I would I would like to see the stats on this, and we're, we're too fresh and too close for after the game uh, has ended for me to look up these stats. But I would venture to guess that uh, challenging the spot of a football probably gets overturned less than 10% of the time. So you're in the second half. You're midway through the third quarter. You're losing... Keeping your timeouts for later in the game is probably, you know, pivotal into having an ability later in the game to come back. But, no. Freddie decides, I'm going to challenge the spot of the ball. So, like we said, challenging the spot probably, you know, gets overturned maybe 10% of it. We'll say 10% just to, you know, for round numbers. So you have a 1 in 10 shot of that happening. That's more important than you saving your time out for later in the game when you're already losing. It's just compounding mistake after mistake after mistake. First of all, he shouldn't have gone for it on fourth down. He should have kicked the field goal. He shouldn't have kept Nick Chubb off the field on fourth down and one. He shouldn't have challenged the spot because it never gets overturned. I mean, that's three critical mistakes in one situation. If you're going to go for it, fine. Go for it. Put your best players on the field. Even if you're going to sneak. The Broncos aren't stupid enough to think that you're going to turn around and hand it off to Dontrell Hilliard on fourth and one. There's at least a chance, a probably a very good chance, on fourth and one if you turn around and hand it to Nick Chubb that that's going to happen. So the defense focuses on Nick Chubb. 
they're not focusing on Dontrell Hilliard. So what happens? We get stuffed on fourth down. So later in the game, compounding it, my opinion, and I said this when it happened, I would have kicked the field goal. I thought there was a better chance of us winning that game 18-17 than there was anything else, the way the game was playing out. He kicked the field goal, 17-15. You're still losing, but you're within a, you're within a, you know, you kick a field goal, you take the lead because there's still a quarter and a half left. There was like six minutes left in the third quarter. Now, situationally, with six minutes left in the game, you being down five, 17-12, I would have gone for it like Freddie did. Not in the third quarter. You don't chase points in a, in a close one-score game that early. It's ridiculous. So now, I say kick the field goal 17-15. Uh, the Broncos, because we didn't, and we went for it, the Broncos went right down the field. Ridiculous. Our, our defense apparently didn't know what the hell was going on. They go down the field in like four plays and score a touchdown. There, the game's effectively over at 24-12. But... Baker engineers a drive, gets us down there, and we do end up scoring a touchdown in the red zone. Uh, pass from uh, Baker to Jarvis. So we end up scoring. <clears throat> 24 to 19. Uh, so if you ended up kicking the field goal, instead of 24 to 19 there, it's 24-22. Because you would have scored a touchdown on 15 points instead of 12. So 24-22. So at the end of the game, the last the last drive we have, uh, we got the ball down to the Broncos red zone. Uh, if it was 24-22, like it should have been, if you would have kicked a field goal, uh, with your automatic field goal kicker who hadn't missed a kick all year, you'd be kicking a field goal instead of going for it to take the lead. This is what I talk about, about chasing points. So if the Browns kick a field goal, 17-15. Broncos go down and score. It would have been 24-15. Browns go down and score, 24-22. And then instead of having to go for it on fourth down, down there, down 24-19, it would have been 24-22, and you could have kicked the field goal to go up 25-24 with under two minutes left, and the Broncos would have gotten the ball, and you would have had to have stopped a rookie quarterback from going down the field on a game-winning drive. Instead, Freddie wanted to chase the points in the third quarter, ended up blowing up in his face, and the Browns lose. These are just some of the things that I'm talking about with game management, with uh, game planning, with scheming, with all this stuff that the Browns do every single week that's, that's making it so hard for them to win. They're beating themselves. Even... Even this game, they found a way to beat themselves without turning the ball over and without committing uh, record-setting penalties. They figured out a way to do it because their coach is that inept. I don't know what they're doing during the week to game plan, but it's not working because they've lost four games in a row. I don't want to hear that, you know, they played, oh, they had to play Seattle. and they had to, We should have beaten Seattle. They had to play New England. Uh, we played New England pretty well from re-watching the game if we didn't turn the ball over on three straight plays in the first quarter. Uh, and then th that all stuff goes, the, the whole first half of the season, uh, playing a hard schedule, you know, using that as an excuse goes completely out the window today because there's no reason you should have lost that football game today. None whatsoever. And it falls on the head coach. Baker Mayfield, 
27 of 42, good completion percentage, threw for almost 300 yards, threw a touchdown, no interceptions. I think he was sacked twice, maybe. Um, but he isn't the reason he lost the game. OBJ is not the reason he lost the game. OBJ is the reason why he almost came back and won it at the end. Uh, defensively, I don't know what we were doing defensively. Not tackling Jermaine Whitehead. What are you doing? And then I, uh, you know, as I'm driving home, I hear that he's getting into Twitter fights and actually got his Twitter account suspended uh, because he uh, threatened to physically harm somebody. So that's good. We got that going for us, you know. But, you know, not tackling, missed assignments, not getting pressure on the quarterback for a guy who hasn't played. The Broncos' offensive line is terrible. Where was Miles Garrett at today? Oh, yeah, that's right. He was dropping an interception that got tipped up in the air that came right down to him, and he dropped that. Oh, by the way, that interception wouldn't have counted because the Browns got uh, a penalty on the back end of the defense on that play. So I guess I really shouldn't get on Miles Garrett for that. But Miles had no sacks. He had no impact on the game. He still leads the league in, in sacks, but he really has not dominated a game from the standpoint of a, uh, you know, uh, what Khalil Mack would do last year, uh, Aaron Donald, you know, guys like that. Yeah, the numbers are there, but Miles Garrett's not, not really affecting the game. But I'm not putting this loss on Miles Garrett. I'm just pointing out the fact that the defense did nothing to help you today. Um, so my opinion, uh, I don't think Freddie Kitchens should be the Browns head coach anymore. I've seen enough. And the season's over. So we have eight games left, but we're not going to win a wild card. And we're not going to come back and uh, catch Baltimore in a division. I mean, we're more likely to lose double-digit games again than we are to get back in the divisional race, which is absolutely astonishing. I can't believe I'm here saying that. I honestly can't believe it. And I'm, on, I'm honestly pretty... Uh, I'm pretty surprised I'm keeping myself in my emotions in check. Um, it's just, wow. And then I got to see, I'm on... Uh, I'm on my ESPN app right now, and I see that the Ravens are up 17-0 on the Patriots. So, well, yeah, there's that. So, I guess it, w it really doesn't matter because even if the Browns won today, the Ravens looking like that they have a chance to beat the Patriots, it's just not going to happen. So, you know, we got to take it. We got to eat a big, fat, green one. It is what it is. There's nothing we can do about it. We can be pissed off as much as we want. But, you know, as fans... We're still going to love our Browns. I'm going to love my Browns, but my God, do I not want Freddie Kitchens to be the football coach of my football football team. And uh, where does that responsibility lie? With you, John Dorsey. Yeah, you put together a good roster, a lot of talent on this football team, more talent on this football team than I've ever seen in my lifetime, probably. Um, you swung and missed big time with uh, the head coach. So I don't know where you go from here. Uh, that's a decision I'm glad I don't have to make. But if it was my decision, I would have a conversation with Freddie Kitchens tonight. And uh, the Browns would be breaking some news tomorrow morning. So that would be my decision. Am I just pissed off Browns fan tonight? A 
the night that their season probably ended as far as, you know, of any consequence. I mean, yeah, I'm a Browns fan, so I'm going to watch the rest of the games, but we're not going to the playoffs now. So, you know, it, that is, it is what it is, I guess. But, uh, yeah, just going to have to sit back and take it. You know, everybody's going to be dogging on the Browns. And, you know, up until this point, I've wanted to come back at people and, uh, you know, tell them how things are going to be different this week. Can't anymore. I mean, do we really think that the Browns, the Browns are, here's another thing. The Browns are 0-3 at home. Freddie Kitchens hasn't won a freaking home game yet. 0-3. And do you really think we're going to beat the Bills at home this week? I mean, I don't think the Bills are that great, but... We're 2-6, and six, and we haven't won a game at home all year. And then, this is what I, absolutely unthinkable, I mean, I really don't even want to talk about it, but uh, the Steelers come to town. And just like every other year, you know, we thought this year was going to be different, but just like every other year, there's going to be 25 of those, oh, I almost dropped an F-bomb. There's going to be 25,000 of those freaking yellow towels in First Energy Stadium. That's on you, Freddie Kitchens. That's on you, John Dorsey. That's on you, Jimmy Haslam. Turn it around. Browns lose today, 24-19 in Denver. Fall to 2-6 and six on the season. Uh... That's about all I got. Freddie Kitchens, you lost me, man. You absolutely lost me. Let's hope that you haven't lost the team because this could spiral out of control uh, pretty rapidly. So that's all I got. Told you it's going to be a short episode this week. I'm actually just pretty depressed. I It's hard to get angry when there's everything that you thought it could be this year. And within half a year, in a blink of an eye, it's all gone. So I'm really pretty depressed, honestly. Pretty depressed. So that's going to be it for me. Like I said, I'm Dan. Uh, hit me up on social media, at Daniel J. Ford on all platforms. Uh, check out LOTLs uh, on social media, LOTL on social media, at the LOTL podcast. Check out our website, LOTLpodcast.com where Steve, uh, we've posted Steve's uh, first journal entry for his marathon journey. Uh, look for Journal 2 this week, and we'll see you guys on LOTL uh, this week. So for nobody but me, me, myself, and I, I'm Dan from LOTL, and uh, we'll catch you guys uh, later on this week for LOTL. See ya. Bye. <laughs>